0: Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News, January 25th, 2022. Stand up for your country. Very pleased you're with us. And violent crime is the subject of our Talking Points memo this evening. So this all accelerated. We've always had violent crime in America ever since uh, the pilgrims were here. Um, But it really accelerated on um, May 25th, 2020. Okay. That's when George Floyd was killed by the police in Minneapolis in front of the whole nation. Since that time, violence has skyrocketed, and there are a number of reasons why. The first reason was that the riots that followed all throughout the United States sent a signal to criminals that they can get away with it because they saw people blowing up police stations, assaulting police, looting, and nothing happened to those people. So the visual images that people saw on television sent that signal, you can commit a crime, nothing's gonna happen to you. The combination of that with the very permissive, progressive left law enforcement people, usually district attorneys, who wouldn't prosecute, didn't want to prosecute, what they call low-level or nonviolent crimes, the combination made it an open zone for criminals, particularly in the big cities, to do what they want. You add to that the um, drug culture. This is particularly true in Chicago, New York, and L.A where the violent criminals who control the street narcotics industry are all armed they have to be because if they're not other criminals will take their money and their drugs so they're all armed it's narcotics driven people don't understand that yes there are burglars and there are muggers who have guns but not nearly to the level of the drug traffickers. They are all armed. And in many jurisdictions, the DAs don't want to prosecute those drug dealers. They think it's a nonviolent offense and it shouldn't be going to court and people shouldn't be going to prison. Now, underlying all of this, and what I've told you is indisputable. If somebody denies anything that I've told you up to this point, they are not being truthful. Underlying all of this is the progressive belief that America is a bad country, that its justice system is racist, and that the police want to hurt minorities. All three of those things. Bad country, um, the justice situation, racist, and the cops actively go and look to hurt minorities. That is what the progressive movement believes. Okay? So they, of course, fight against that. That's the defund police, all of that. Now, the Black Lives Matter outfit understands what I just told you about the progressive movement. So they immediately, after George Floyd was killed, mobilized to attack the criminal justice system in America. And they were successful in doing so because the media sided with the Black Lives Matter movement. That intimidated anyone who would oppose it because they were immediately branded racist and the media would back that up. So if you opposed Black Lives Matter, you were a racist because of George Floyd. Now subsequently, uh, because of reporting by me and others, we know now But we didn't know then that the Black Lives Matter movement is a Marxist movement that wants an overthrow of the American government. That's what they want. That's what they're in business to do. Still, the media won't report that. Still, to this day, you'll never get that on the networks ever. Corporate media is not going to tell you that. But it's just absolutely true. So in cities like New York, where I live, all right Which was once a safe place, 8 million people, but it was relatively safe, is now dangerous. So, under Rudy Giuliani and Michael Bloomberg, all right, for decades, the city was safe because it was aggressive against crime. The police arrested the criminals and they went to prison no longer. Now we have a guy named Alvin Bragg, who's the DA, the new DA, and he says, dope dealing, I'm not not prosecuting it at the lower level. Even if you have a gun and you go into a deli or any store, you point the gun at the person, take the person's money, I'm not going to charge you with a felony, I'm going to charge you with a misdemeanor. Now, Bragg is not long, and I'll explain that a little bit more later, he's not going to get away with this because now we have police officers being shot in New York City, horrible situations. The tide is turning against him, but not so much in other places. San Francisco, the DA there is on a recall basis. That vote will be in June. Chesa Bodine, Los Angeles, George Gasson won't, simply won't enforce the law. He may be recalled. Larry Craster in Philadelphia reelected. Crasser's not going to enforce the law. Okay. Kimberly Fox in Chicago. You all know her. Okay. Obviously not going to enforce it. I mean, this woman is so out there that she said, I'm not going to really track down the people involved in this drug shootout because both sides had guns. That's what she said. It was a fair fight. Never mind the babies and the children that might be caught in a crossfire. Okay. Detroit, Dana Nessel. Um, Boston, Rachel Rollins. Rachel Rollins in Boston. I'm not going to, you know, if you sell heroin on the street, that's okay. That's okay. Fentanyl, go right ahead. Not going to prosecute. Wesley Bell in St. Louis. Jose Garza in Austin, Texas. Stephanie Morales in Portsmouth, Virginia, and I could go on and on and on and on and on. So, no matter how good the police are, if you're not going to get prosecuted, criminals are going to commit crimes. That's what they do. All right. Now, here's the real kicker on all of this Did you know fast growing trees is the largest online nursery in the USA with more than 10,000 plant varieties and millions? Of satisfied customers i have their trees and plants at my home and they're fantastic have you had your fair share of landscaping woes and wasted weekends at crowded nurseries finding fast-growing trees will be like stumbling upon a hidden treasure believe me with fast growing trees it's different from fruit trees to house plants they have it all at checkout. So the FBI does not have 2021 stats out yet. They'll come in the next month or so. But in 2020, in the middle of COVID, okay, there was a record amount of murders up 30% 2020 over 19. Okay. And people were getting shot all over the place. Who were those people? 53% African-American murdered. They are 13% of the population. 42% white, that includes Hispanics. Now, why are so many more African-Americans being murdered? Because they are in the neighborhoods that are awash with narcotics. See, my neighborhood isn't. Those people couldn't operate here where I live. But in the poorer neighborhoods, they're all over the place. And that's why African-Americans are being murdered. So you would think the progressive movement, Black Lives Matter, that say they want equity for African-Americans, they want privilege for minorities, would then crack down on so many minorities being murdered. Right? No. No. Now, a guy like Alvin Bragg, the DA in Manhattan... And he took over from a terrible D.A., Cy Vance, awful, but Bragg is worse. In his mind, the entire criminal justice system is racist. And therefore, he's trying to break it all down by himself. Going against the legislature of the state, which makes the laws. So he he said, I don't care what the law is. I'll prosecute what I want. He could be removed by the governor, Hochul, but she'll never do it because she's a progressive. Okay. So summing up, we have a terrible violent crime problem in America. Terrible. And the power structure now is going to keep that going. The only solution is for voters to get rid of these progressive people. Will they? I don't have any confidence they will. As I said, Larry Krasner, who is a loon, reelected as district attorney in Philadelphia. And Philadelphia's got violent crime through the roof. It's dangerous to walk in the city of brotherly love after dark. Dangerous to walk in Manhattan Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, not so much Staten Island, but the other four after dark. San Francisco's ruined. LA, your life isn't worth anything in certain neighborhoods. That's where we are, and that is a talking points memo. Now to react, Lowell Sidney joining us from Miami, Florida. He worked at the Kings County DA's office for four years here in New York. Um, He's now a defense attorney in the city and on Long Island. Am I making any mistakes here, Counselor? Uh, No, you got it
1: right. Uh, Thanks for having me on, Bill.
0: Okay. Well, I'm glad you said that. I, I thought about that Talking Points memo in a very precise way. I don't think anything I said is untrue. I don't think it can be refuted in any way. So now we have thousands of people across the country being murdered, most of them African-American. Why do you think we don't hear from the Congressional Black Caucus or the Al Sharpton group? Why don't we hear from them?
1: Uh, I think a big part of the problem is that it doesn't suit the narrative. Uh, We have to just keep on going more and more progressive. And no matter what the results or data shows, we have to just, if it fails, it's because we didn't go too far left, sorry, far left enough. Um, someone like Alvin Bragg, my understanding is he's on the board of legal aid, which is a fine institution, but I like a district attorney to be law and order oriented, not, uh, worried so much about the rights of a convicted felon. You know, I have more compassion for the victims of a violent felon than, than for the actual convicted, uh, defendant.
0: You know, as you know, better than anyone, there are evil people on this planet. And it's not society's fault. It's just evil embedded in them, and they will hurt you and kill you. When you have a law enforcement structure that looks away from that, that denies that, okay, that says, no, that's not the problem. The country itself is the problem. You have anarchy. Now, in your experience in Brooklyn, it is absolutely unfair to the good people who live in uh, Brownsville, and the poor neighborhoods in Brooklyn, when these drug gangs run those neighborhoods, and there is very little being done to help those poor people. Or am I wrong?
1: You're, you're not wrong in, in your, uh, before when you were mentioning how it's not affecting, uh, let's just say the Upper East Side of Manhattan, it's only affecting uh, poor neighborhoods with a lot of minorities. And these are our policies that are just only affecting them and, and again, it's, it's not safe for them to, to walk around their own streets and the people that they elected, who, who they thought are uh, on their side, are really just uh, a cancer to, to society at large.
0: But that situation is replayed on the south side of Chicago in the east end of L.A., you name it, it's replayed. You don't see mass demonstrations against the drug gangs. You don't see demonstrations against the lenient district attorneys. The people do not mobilize in a public way against them. Why?
1: The media isn't uh, televising it. Uh, it, I, don't just, it go- though, I don't think it's happening, though,
0: Castle. I don't think it's happening. I would know if it was happening. I don't think it's happening.
1: Well, right. It's not, you know, I just think people only know what they, they see on TV, that most people get their news from legacy media and you really have to dig deep in any newspaper to find about it.
0: Um, no, but, but you're talking about people who are living it. Right. So where, where are the people rising up in the neighborhoods that are unbelievably dangerous? They don't rise up. Are they afraid to do that? Where are the preachers? Where are the clerics in those neighborhoods? Where? I don't know where. I never see any demonstrations against this horror.
1: I agree. And I think that's part of the problem. Uh, I think that, you know, there is no way to rise. And, and, you know, talking about a DA like Alvin Bragg, uh, you know, you know, we hear a lot about it from the left about voter suppression. But as you know, Bill, uh, New York City is a great example of voter suppression. It's a one-party rule. So the primary determines who's going to win. And for something like district attorney, there's really not enough of a groundswell. So whoever gets the political machinery and unions on their side is virtually they nominated. For the but I
0: think, the, I think it's fear. From what I understand, if you go out in a poor neighborhood that's run by drug gangs and you start to scream, we want the police to clean up the drug gangs. The drug gangs going to hurt you and your family. And that's why nobody does it. Last word.
1: Uh, no, I think you've hit it on the, on the nail. Um, I think the problem is that the leaders, I think, are supposed to lead. And we're hearing from, uh, you know, everyone from the vice president when she was trying to bail out uh, rioters during last summer or the summer before 2020, that it becomes acceptable for them.
0: Yeah, uh, I, I, it's used- just it's horrible. And I don't know. I don't know if it's ever going to stop now. Um, some cities will. And New York may after the police were shot over the weekend. Maybe it'll come back, but we'll see. Counselor, thanks very much for taking the time. We really appreciate the conversation. Thank you again. Thank All you. Right, let's get the President Biden new poll uh, from uh, Harvard and Harris online poll. Um, do you think uh, Joe Biden's doing a good job? Approved 39 percent, disapproved 53. I guess the others don't know. <laughs> if you don't know now, you're never going to know. But that contrasts the Fox News poll yesterday had Biden's approval rating at 47. So Fox News 47, Harvard Harris 39. OK, right. who knows? I'm not doing a polling. So the big story. And by the way, uh, President Biden had nothing on his schedule today. Some of you wrote in and said, Oh, you're I hope you're gonna continue to give the president schedule. We will. You had nothing on a schedule. That's because I guess he's trying to figure out uh, what to do about Peter Ducey. So Peter Ducey is a White House correspondent for Fox News. And he asks gotcha questions to the Biden administration because nobody else is ever gonna do that in the White House press corps. I like Ducey, I think he's a good gutsy reporter. So yesterday uh, Biden took a few questions after an event, and here's what happened. Go. What a stupid song! <laughs> okay, if you didn't hear that clearly, do you think inflation is a political liability going into the midterms? And Biden goes, "What a stupid sob." That's something I would have said. <laughs> I gotta be honest. I would have said it if I were president or anybody else, because it's, with all due respect to Mr. Ducey, it's a gotcha question. It's not a smart question. The way you ask that question is, Mr. President, how worried are you that inflation is going to badly damage your party in November? That's the way to ask the question. Are you worried at a level of 10? Five? One? Are you worried about it? Because if you ask somebody, um, um, do you think inflation is a political liability? What are they going to say? No? (laughs) So I'm not, I'm suggesting that Mr. Ducey and every other White House correspondent think about the framing of their questions. I'm not justifying Mr. Biden's SOB remark. I'm just saying I would have done it. So I won't be a hypocrite here, you know. When I hear a stupid question, I go. Now, S O B is not an F U, okay? But anyway, because it became a huge story, um, Mr. Biden then called Mr. Ducey and said, "Hey, I'm sorry about the S O B. It's not personal." Is Biden sorry? Not really. He's not sorry. He doesn't like Deucey or Fox News. They torture him. So um, that's what happened there. Washington Post, uh, (laughs) I, I don't know what else to say. Okay. so I do know this for a fact. The left committed left, and that's the Washington Post leadership. They don't know what to do about Biden. New York Times doesn't know what to do about him. They know he's screwing up. But they don't know how to handle it. Okay? So a little hint was given yesterday when a woman named Jennifer Rubin wrote a column in the Post. She's a columnist for that newspaper. Okay, here's what she said quote, put it on up. Perhaps Mr. Biden has absorbed the advice of many Democrats don't talk about failure or things you cannot achieve. You might not know it from the media coverage, but his first year still remains among the strongest of any modern president. Now, that is simply delusional. All right. That's not true. And anybody who would say that couldn't possibly back it up. And you could hit that person with 10 things that are going wrong because of Joe Biden. Now, if you want a very entertaining uh, evening, Google Bill O'Reilly Jennifer Rubin and see how I dismantled that woman a few years back. It's very instructive and amusing. Okay. So that sent to me a message that the left is going to circle, the, the cliche is circle the wagons. I, I don't think they have any wagons anymore, but they're going to try to protect Biden by absolutely saying, oh, no, he's great. He's great. You just don't understand. That's what I think the strategy is, because there is no other strategy. Okay, stock market is crazy. And, you know, most Americans hold stock. In fact, the market has never, never been down this much. 16 trading days into a year, ever. Now, that's because of Putin saber-rattling, and he may start a war. It'll be more of an economic war than a shooting war, and tomorrow we'll have a talking points on that, and Mr. Biden's incompetence. But the stock market, if it continues to decline, will become a bigger issue than inflation. Because, as I said, most people have IRAs and retirement and education funds and all of this. So if you have the twin towers of inflation and a declining stock market, that's it. Because the economy, far and away, the most important issue in this country. Okay, Um, On the Putin front. I have said I don't think he's going to go in. I'm holding to that. But I could be wrong. He could go into a very small portion of southern Ukraine. Remember, he seized Crimea in 2014, and President Obama didn't do anything. Nothing. In fact, Obama basically said to the Russians, hey, once I'm reelected, don't worry about it, because whatever. Um, To be fair, Trump was friendly to Putin. He was. But Putin did not saber-rattle under Trump. And we dealt with that in the history tour. Anyway, um, I am going to get into this Ukraine thing tomorrow in a very interesting way. I think you'll appreciate it, so I hope you're with us. On the um, COVID front, a judge in New York State has ruled Governor Hochul's Statewide mask mandate. Unconstitutional in New York state, the judge, Thomas Rademacher, says governor can't do that. She has got to go through the legislature to make a law mandating masks in New York state, which is true. I did this commentary on the radio today. It's true. You can't just say, oh, you got to wear a purple shirt because that will ward off COVID or whatever. You know, you can't. So anyway, um, no more masks in New York. COVID decline in New York State, 68% down from two weeks ago here. Remember, this was one of the first places where Omicron hit It hit, it hurt, and now it's leaving. This, I believe, will be the trend in all of the country. I have predicted on this program that by Valentine's Day, coming up fast, about three weeks, that COVID will be on the decline once again here because it comes in hard and it leaves fast. South Africa is the model for that. So let's get into the sporting community. There's some political madness there. You know that NFL ratings, by the way, the highest ever, because people are in. They're afraid of COVID. though They're watching the football. That's why. And the games, I mean, this weekend were, whoa, you know, (laughs) pretty entertaining. So. Many in the sports world are liberal. Many more than I thought. It's divided, but many are. One of the biggest liberals is a man named Greg Popovich, who is the coach of the San Antonio Spurs. And he's a good coach. Not having a great year. The last three years have been rough for Popovich. I think he's 73 or 74 years old. But he's a real lefty. And he blends politics into his sports stuff roll the tape,
1: you know, we we have two senators that seem to not be able to understand uh, the gravity of this situation and it's for political reasons and they must think that we're stupid or uh, they just don't care or both. Uh, But we're in such a dangerous situation right now that uh, It's hard to know how to go forward.
0: We're not in a dangerous situation right now. Okay. That's not true. The big danger is violent crime and uh, on the economy. Now there's Popovich wearing a little logo for the Spurs in a press conference to talk about basketball and he's dropping left wing bombs. So I'm in the press corps. My hand goes up coach. I have a couple of questions. Number one, why do you oppose voter ID? Simple question. Did anybody ask it? Nope. Number two, as you know, Coach Mark Zuckerberg poured about $430 million into voting precincts, primarily Democrats. Do you believe private money should be used to influence elections? Yes or no? Come in, easy questions, simple questions. I mean, a giant, massive political intellect like Greg Popovich should be able to like this. But no, you never get it. You never get it because the sports reporters down in San Antonio, that's, and then, you know, even if Popovich is speaking in the White House, you think the White House press corps would ask those questions to him? No, that's the real danger in this country. That's why things are going so crazy here. All right. You may know this guy, Andy No NGO. We had him on uh, the No Spin News. And he is an anti-Antifa guy. And that far-left crew beat him up in Portland, Oregon. So he goes around to colleges to speak about his experience being attacked by Antifa. Legitimate, correct? I mean, you got... Thousands of speakers going around telling college students how bad the country is, how racist it is. Can't Andy No go around and relate his experience? Apparently not at Dartmouth. So he was booked to speak there in person. They canceled him in person. They put him online two hours before his speech was to begin. The reason Antifa threatened the school, Dartmouth College in New Hampshire. So the school said, ooh, because of safety issues, we have to cancel Mr. No and put him on virtual. That's so cowardly. Just hire security. and is not going to burst in if you have security there. They're not going to do it. But no. Okay. So if you have to fly, uh, it's not good. Weather, COVID, not Good. And here are the uh, 10 worst airports or eight worst airports. Eight. Here they are. Newark Liberty, the worst. Twenty eight percent of flights delayed. LaGuardia in New York. Twenty six. San Francisco. Twenty three percent delayed. Boston. Twenty three percent delayed. Dallas Fort Worth. Twenty two percent. Fort Lauderdale. Twenty one percent. Orlando. Twenty one percent. And JFK again in New York, 21%. So if you go to Newark, and you're nuts if you do, a third of the flights there, and that's, you know, they give you a lot of wiggle room here. If you notice on your flight schedule, say you wanna fly New York to Miami, that's a two hour, 50 minute flight, 250, okay, in the air. Well, they'll build in another 90 minutes. Because they know they're not going to get out of time, and they may have to circle. So if they hit, you tack the 90 on the 250, if they come under that, they're on time. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Also in Florida, Volusia County, that's Daytona Beach, okay, is the shark bite capital of the United States. But don't panic if you're down there in that area. Because there are not a lot of shark attacks, there are a few. Last year, in the entire United States, there were 47 shark attacks, but Volusia County had 17 of the 47. Okay, Florida had 28 of the 47. So Florida and California, and now it makes sense. You know, they're the two big coastlines. Um, So it's the bull sharks. They're nasty. But they're not great whites. Great white, they'll kill you. Bull sharks, like nip you on the leg. But they go shallow, those bull sharks. You've got to watch, especially if you're in Volusia County. So shark attacks around the world, not many. Okay, everybody's afraid of sharks because of jaws. USA leads the league um, 47, Australia 12, Brazil 3, New Zealand 3, South Africa 3. That's it. That's it. We don't have a lot of shark attacks, so enjoy the water. More uh, chance of getting hit by lightning. But see, hit by lightning is not that bad because you're just walking along, bang, and you're dead. The shark, you like to see the shark. It's fighting you. So it's a lot of wars. All right, interesting this day in history. So in 1960, some black farmers in Tennessee were thrown off their land, evicted, because they registered to vote. It was a big story, 1960, Tennessee, and these poor farmers, just because they registered to vote, they got evicted from their land. So John F. Kennedy, 61 years ago today, held the first television press conference for a president, 61 years ago today. Roll the tape.
1: Uh, does your administration plan to take any steps to solve the problem at Fair, uh, Fair County, Tennessee, where tenants, tenants, farmers, have been evicted from their homes because they voted last November and must now live in tents? We are, uh, the Congress, of course, uh, enacted legislation which placed very clear responsibility on the executive branch to protect the right
0: of voting. I am extreme, I supported that legislation. I am extremely interested in making sure that every American is given the right to cast his vote without prejudice to his rights as a citizen. And therefore, I can uh, state that this administration will uh, pursue uh, uh, the uh, problem of providing that protection uh, with all vigor. Right, just like today, right? Biden wants to protect voter suppression. Wants to root it out, I should say. Well, anyway, it took the Justice Department under Bobby Kennedy two years. Two years to crack down on Tennessee for doing what they did in 1960. It wasn't until 1962, and that was bad and too slow. Okay, interesting this day in history. Quick break. We have a um, Good Mail segment, but an even better final thought that pertains to every single person watching and listening to me tonight. Right back. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's eight seven seven four 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 gold or text GOLD to 65532.
1: It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?
0: Al, concierge member, we do encourage everybody to check that out on BillOReilly.com. It'll enhance your life. I seriously doubt Russia has much to fear from a NATO-American action if Putin invades the Ukraine. Listen, the stock market in Russia is almost off the cliff. And if there is an economic sanction like you can't use dollars, Vlad, that economy goes down the drain completely, as I stated. William Stambaugh, Erie, Pennsylvania. Bill, love the no-spin news. Looking for a little help when it comes to understanding what's happening with Ukraine. Wonder if you could explain the false flag thing to a simple guy like myself. I don't know anything about a false flag thing. I will explain Ukraine in the Talking Points memo tomorrow in great detail. But there's no false flag thing as far as I can see. Ruth Brock, Jordan Valley, Israel. O'Reilly, I disagree with you on this one. McConnell's era in speaking and distinguishing between African-Americans and Americans was not rhetorical. It was Freudian. It was what is actually in his heart and mind. Well, I guess you are his psychiatrist, Ruth. If you're not, how else would you know what's in his heart and mind? I mean, it's easy to brand people bigots, but it's not the right thing to do. Unless you're privy to him. Robert Bredis, Palm Desert, California. Who are the loons at the University of Washington and other universities who think they have the authority to use their power to cens- censor certain words? Um, do they realize that public universities are for all, not just the woke crowd? No, of course not. Public universities, private universities are run by a board of directors, and a board of directors does what it wants to do, and most of them are far left. Most board of directors on colleges today are far left. It's not for the people. Elizabeth Antonelli, Oceanport, New Jersey, on the evening of January 24th. You made a statement, O'Reilly, about the stock market. You said you had something that if your stocks hit a certain point, you could walk away with your money. Yes. And that is called a stop. S-T-O-P. Okay. So say, Elizabeth, you have a $20,000 gain in the stock. You tell your broker if it goes below a certain point, okay, if the stock falls below a certain point, you want to automatically sell. So you lock in most of your gain. You protect most of the gain. Can't protect it all because you got to keep your stock about 10 or 15% down. Jim Marrero, Savannah, Tennessee. I didn't even know there was a Savannah, Tennessee. Well, on your message today, you mentioned that America is a secular country. But if there is a higher percentage of Americans that are religious than not, how can we be a secular country? Because it's the way the country is run, not who believes what in the population. And we run this country, every state and the federal government, as a secular thing. We don't take in religious beliefs. Uh, Talking points is back better than ever, according to Bob. Who's a concierge? Remember, thank you, Bob. We're doing our best we can. Wayne, your thoughts on sports betting just goes to reinforce the old saying, the only real winner in a casino is the house. Absolutely, you cannot win voting, uh, betting sports. You will eventually lose. All right, word of the day, do not be a mugwump. Real word. I know it was a political party, but it's a word. M-U-G-W-U-M-P. Mugwump. Right back with the final thought
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses
0: are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful. A lot of anxiety. And it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day. And we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith.
0: Okay, here is the final thought of the day. You know, we are um, human beings and therefore subject to a lot of bad things. So in my life, The good things and the bad things are about 50-50. Yeah. Fortunately for me, the good things overrode the bad things, but you got to be prepared for the bad things because in this life, it's always something. Roll the tape.
1: What do health clubs, sweat, and saunas have to do with cigarettes? Well, Jen, it just goes to show you. It's always something. If it's not one thing, it's another. Either you smoke or you have a sweatball hanging up. Your mouth. <laughs> it's just like the song we used to sing on Thanksgiving when I was a little girl. Everybody would come over to my house looking all pretty and cute and everything. My mother would make a turkey with stuffing and for dessert we'd have the traditional banana rosanna dana cake.
0: It's always something, the late Gilda Radner, a genius. So uh, when bad things roll in, What I do is step back. And if they're really bad, I mean, something I got to deal with. If not, I ignore it. But if it's something I have to deal with, I write it down on a piece of paper like this. Okay, this is what's happening. And then I can walk away for about an hour and I come back. And in that hour, I have some solutions that I write down as well. Problem solutions. You'd be surprised. How quickly you can fix or mitigate bad stuff that happens to you if you do that discipline if you take your time and use analytics you are mine here's the problem here is the solution can't do it all the time which is why you have me in the concierge membership program you got a problem you can't solve you got something beyond you you let me know and then I'll give you what I think is the solution for it but most of them 90% of them, you can figure it out, and it's worth it. It'll make you much happier. Thank you for watching the No Spin News. We'll see you tomorrow.